what's the important part as as with any job in in tech industry like just read the job ad really carefully and figure out what that company really needs the the recruitment is done by people from the hr so the first contact you will have in in most companies is with people at, in hr these people cannot know everything about every area in the industry so they need to focus on what they advertised and whether or not the person responded to that if you are committed to getting into medtech and sooner rather than later then check out this episode today i spoke with nemanja kovacev who is a consultant orthopedic surgeon but also a healthcare and life sciences practice lead at the global health tech and life sciences company HTech. So we really deep dive into how as a doctor you can stand out amongst the hundreds of applications that these type of med tech companies get and really understand where your true value lies when it comes to contributing towards that med tech community. So check out this episode and before you do that don't forget to subscribe if you've listened to me a number of times and join our community at medicfootprints.org forward slash join our mission. Let's face it, burnout amongst doctors is sky high and we're actively seeking other ways to make the most of our transferable skills beyond the usual career pathways. Welcome to Disrupting Doctors' Careers. I'm your host, Dr. Abena Bubbers-Jones, and I'm on a mission to connect one million doctors across the world with the best in diverse career opportunities. So welcome. Today we're diving back into the wonderful world of health tech, specifically medical technology that is extremely popular amongst doctors these days. And we're going to really deep dive beneath the surface of what is medtech to more like how can you actually get in to work in medtech? And there are so many different ways of doing that. And to discuss this topic, I've invited Nemanja Kovacev, who is a expert in uh, medtech. He currently works at HTech Group. And his background is a, as a consultant orthopedic surgeon who loves, loves, loves programming as well. <laughs> so we're going to hear a little bit about his journey, but also his insights into really how can doctors position themselves so that they are deemed attractive to the right kind of med tech company. Because we know we see a sea change of so like hundreds of doctors mm -hmm. applying for like one role now. So how can you stand out? So if this is you looking to work out how you can stand out, listen to this episode. Anyway, welcome, Nemanja. How are you? Hi, Elena. I'm fine, thank you. And you? Yeah, not doing too badly, ah, thanks. Cool, so this is cool. our second this is our second interview in a few years. And thanks so much for joining me again. And you'll be joining our yeah. MedTech, Doctors in MedTech Roundtable in a few weeks. So we are totally lucky to to really uh, get what's going on in your brain and your experience. But let's get started firstly. Um, what avenues are available for doctors in general as an entry point to med tech? So as we know, it's all about getting your foot in the door. Yeah. How do we get our foot in the door? Our feet or one foot or even a toe? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, first, uh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to uh, talk All to right. you. Uh, and regarding the, 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 the avenues for doctors to get into medtech, there are few avenues for, for it. So one of those is to get into programming. Uh, the second one would be uh, consulting business. Uh, there would then doctors can, of course, write scientific papers, articles, do that kind of work and bring value to the table uh, uh, from that side. Also, for example, pharma, pharma industry, uh, to get into digital via pharma industry as a doctor. So uh, these are just few avenues, certainly there are more. Uh, yeah, well, and, well, let's, I mean, I yeah. think you've made some really good options there. Let's break it down. So, <laughs> yeah. to break things down. so let's start with programming, because actually not many people would have started with that as one of the, the options. And I know that your background and your passion, and that's what led you into health tech. So do you want to give me a little, a little bit of a greater picture of how can a doctor get involved in programming and how can that lead to a career in med tech? Yeah, sure. Uh, first... Uh, a person needs to be aware uh, whether or not program is f for him or for her. So programming is very rewarding if you like it, if you like to do it. But it's it's really frust it can be really frustrating if you're not into it and, and just trying to, to to get into digital health via programming. So it's it's not an easy pathway. So. And, and by the way, I chose that path because I, 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 I've been into programming since I was a kid. So it was uh, 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 not, a pro not so much of a problem for me. But nevertheless, it's very hard. It, it takes a very hard work. So uh, there's a few ways to, to learn programming. Like you can, you can do it yourself, like watching YouTube videos or some, some courses or go to, to some programming school. But the most important thing is to actually write code and build something. Yeah. So it's actually taking the practical elements of that and building something. Yeah. So, for example, we, let, let's hear more about your journey into your current role as the like a health tech lead at yeah. a global health tech and life sciences company. I mean, like, well done, by the way. That, that's <laughs> an immense achievement. Like, what is it that they saw in you we're, we're, we're focusing particularly on the programming side that that was hugely valuable to them. Yeah, but uh, I wanted, first, I, I wanted to get into programming and to, to acquire the, the the engineering way of thinking. And I, I spent uh, uh, quite a few years in programming. Some of those years, I worked only as a programmer and not as an orthopedic surgeon. So I had a hiatus of, of two or three years in orthopedic surgery just to get into programming uh, 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 as much as I can. So uh, the ability to look at the problem from two sides, from engineering perspective and the actual medical perspective, brings some value to, 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 to the companies if they are into medtech and health tech. So uh, first I started working as a freelancer programmer to, to acquire experience. Then I worked in one a large company is, uh, I actually started as a junior programmer. So, uh, you know, I, I like, although I was orthopedic surgeon, full-time orthopedic surgeon, worked on, also working in medical school, 
got my PhD, I had to basically start from scratch as a junior programmer. So this is the the first like test for your ego, whether or not you are, you know, (laughs) prepared to do that, like resetting of your Mm -hmm. your career. But looking back, just mm -hmm. out of curiosity, obviously going down the programming route, if you know what you know, know now, what would you advise other doctors to do, especially if they were like, I don't want to start from the beginning again? Because I remember what that felt like, especially changing careers, changing even medical specialties, where you literally feel like you're starting from zero, ground zero. So, yeah. So, one of so it it all depends on what 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 you want in life and what, what suits you best. Uh, this path that I took was quite hard, but it paid off. So now I have like, as I said, I can you know solve problems from both both engineering and medical perspectives. But uh, a less painful path would maybe be to get into pharma. So in a large pharmaceutical company, the, uh, all of them are, are into digital health and they, are, they have their R&D uh, departments. Uh, they want to move into, into the, that space and to make that digital health uh, a, a, a considerable, considerable path, considerable uh, part of their, of their uh, business. So that would maybe be less painful but again then you also need additional skills so uh, being a doctor having a phd and all that uh, stuff is is great but it doesn't automatically bring value to the company uh companies are all companies are are, are built for profit so uh if you bring value and and eventually bring profit then you're valuable to to, to them uh only medical mm-hmm. knowledge and being a doctor and a professor and that actually in, in business that doesn't mm. uh, mean a lot so it's really interesting because i mean I, I've, I've noticed especially over the years we speak to a lot of doctors uh, across industry we speak to a lot of companies across industry and one of the reasons we designed our doctors in industry incubator to con- to combine doctors who are looking to get into consulting pharma and health tech in particular is because there's so much overlap <laughs> between all of those yeah. and you know particularly we see pharma companies basically they're digital health companies now or like spinning out digital health companies or investing in digital health or like part do you know what I mean like there's so much overlap and as you said consulting I mean consulting is relevant to pretty much every area um so yeah I think it's really interesting um because like do you for example in your current role uh what what interactions do you have with pharma companies for example the interactions we have as a company are business interactions in terms of partnering with yeah. pharma companies, mostly in the space of digital uh, endpoints, uh, clinical trials, and 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 that kind of that kind of uh, uh, stuff. Uh, because actually, the 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 focus on, of pharma companies is in digital, like clinical trials, so digital endpoints hardware related to that software that <clears throat> sorry software that processes those signals and endpoints so uh, this is the primary area uh, where pharma industry sees the digital health use but, but what i wanted to say <clears throat> sorry uh, regarding consulting even 
if you want to do only consulting, you need to put an effort in understanding the way the health system functions in different markets. So how does it function in the United States? How does it function in Europe <clears throat> or maybe in China or Australia? So it's not enough that you offer only your practice knowledge. So like your orthopedic trauma specialist, you offer only that. That doesn't work. It's, it's too narrow. So you need to have uh, knowledge about the landscape, about uh, data pathways, about money <laughs> paths and, and stuff like that. So uh, in, in any case, in any avenue that you choose, you need to invest a lot of effort to be uh, 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 competitive in, in, in this field. And again, you need to have knowledge about the actual business. So all of these, the, the, the more of these uh, things you have, uh, the better position you 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 can acquire. Yeah, absolutely, and um, I guess the other the other question is about how to articulate it, <laughs> um, and using which mediums. So as you know, a lot of obviously the application pathways to access these jobs are variable. Yeah, um, most doctors will be aware of. A job is advertised, you go for it, and it's a bit of a lottery. Um, but the reality is a lot of jobs, people access a lot of jobs through their networks. Um, and sometimes the jobs that are advertised are actually for other people. And it's just a matter of publicly advertising it as part of the process. So so going back to actually kind of articulating the value that a doctor brings, how would you best advise someone to do that? So first... You need to work on your skills in this area that I mentioned. Then you have to craft a CV that accurately displays your life story. Because, for example, what I encountered when I transitioned from surgery to programming is that people were often very much surprised that I want to do that. Like, you know, uh, people... Because people outside medicine, they think, you know, medicine is ideal and why would anyone want to get out of it or, you know, to work part-time? I now work only part-time as an orthopedic surgeon in two private clinics, but it is not my full-time job anymore. But at the time that I, I transitioned to, to, to programming, I wanted to, to work full-time as a programmer in order to acquire skills. Uh, in this first company, uh, a chief engineer, chief of engineering was like, he said to me, like, I'm, I'm completely shocked by your CV, you know, <laughs> because he didn't understand why would anyone on earth do such a thing. So you need to, to, to be able to put that clear. What are your motives in going to, to digital health or into consulting or into, you know, something like that? Uh, again, I repeat. To, to, into pharma, it's it's a bit easier to to get in because uh, a lot of pharma companies need doctors for for different for actual roles. So it's it's not like it's not quite as hard as going into digital health company or IT company. So this is the these are the first steps. So first, you know, find out what is that that you're passionate about, and then craft your CV and, 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 and craft your story in a way that 
it's clear why are you doing that and what are the skills that you are offering that mm. are eventually going to increase someone's profit or some or something like that and any value but first you need to uh, talk to yourself and to understand why do you want to leave medicine and do you want to leave medicine as a whole or you want to be in medicine part-time because some sometimes we are just in a burnout so sometimes you just need a break and and not yeah. transition fully so yeah because because i'm actually you mentioned some really inter- interesting points there um i'll just pick up the last point one of the feedback part of the feedback we get from uh recruiters and hiring managers and companies is that when they do get a lot of applications from doctors one of the the main challenges they face is identifying which of them are leaving because of the push factors because they hate their job uh from the other ones who are genuinely interested in the company and adding value <laughs> and i i appreciate how difficult that must be because most of us if we're leaving medicine for the first time are doing it because of the of the push factors realistically and not necessarily doing a full amount of homework to say i definitely want to be working in med tech it's more like oh well, this is a trend that everyone's going for why don't i go for it too because it sounds like it's better than what i'm doing in my current job yeah um so so yeah it is it's definitely about as you said are uh, telling a story on your yeah. cv and i think again it's like we talk about selling with story learning how to sell yourself yeah. um most uh traditional medical cvs are like 20 pages long yeah (laughs) you need Uh, to that's because yeah (laughs) you need to put it on like to make a one pager of it you know because yeah one pager all of our like achievements the the science papers we wrote the conferences we attended something that people in digital that doesn't mean a lot to them that displays that you're a hard-working person but they're not from from the medical field so they have trouble understanding what your you know what your skill sets are what your motives are and and what what value do you bring so uh, you need mm-hmm. to put that clearly and to offer that clearly so if they need that they 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 can hire it's interesting because um, I am, people forget, I'm still a practicing clinician as well. So I am an occupational health physician. And I recently, I've done this for ages, I recently applied, because I'm completely self employed, I applied for a role. And um, knowing all the skills and the knowledge that I've learned, I was like, right, okay, look at my old GMC CV, which is like, again, 10 pages long. Yeah. And looking at the job ad. And so you look at the job ad and they list exactly what they're looking for, right? And so my updated CV was three pages long. The first page was all about how I could add value according to the points they've listed they want. And then the other two pages were literally what they would have been interested in in my CV, which was like literally a fraction of what was actually there. Um, And it was a very kind of, this is my brief CV. If you want any further information, contact me. And I I got contacted the next morning. Exactly. because you did it <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it I did it right you know you play the game you get rewarded and it is about making it easy for someone the hiring manager whoever recruiter to yeah. make a decision about you if you don't make it easy for them they can't make a decision and you don't get a call <laughs> that's it they can't make a decision they can't make it confused minds don't buy as some um, people say so um, I mean you, you're a hiring manager right 
in my company, yeah, in, in, a, yes. in a part, in a part. Yeah. So tell me, like, when you are making those decisions, when you first get that CV across your desk, like, what stands out to you the most? What What are you looking for? Well, uh, in, in in our company, we we have uh, the, the situation is that we, if we need someone for the role, that's a mostly specific role. So if we are looking for some someone, for example, we need role. Uh, related to pharma or some, you know, preclinical modeling or some, something like that. So that's the that's the imperative that, that the person has that that skill. So so this uh, it all depends on a company. So some companies will uh, need a person like generalist, like person with with a, 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 a broad knowledge, not necessarily too deep. But our our office. In particular, we if we need if we need to hire someone that's usually some someone who has a, a narrow expertise in something that we cannot cover, because mm. in 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 our office, health and healthcare and life sciences office in, in HTEC, we have doctors, we have uh, people that are in compliance and regulatory uh, areas, and most of us are covering the the, the whole landscape. So if we need someone that would most probably be someone with a narrow and, and deep expertise. So when you're looking at that CV, you're looking at, do they match the skills we're looking for? Yes, no. Yes, mostly. And if they don't, then it's thank you, but no thank you. Unfortunately, yes. And if it's if it's yes, then let's make let's progress them to the next. Because you know? yeah. we're, we're a simple human beings at the end of the day. <laughs> There's only so much intel we can take, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. so it, it, again, it's like what is easily there that you can articulate that you can um, read, or and and again, it's it's also about the language, as you said. Not everyone has uh, the clinical or engineering vocabulary and as we know reading online or is is different from reading a book same as reading a cv is different from reading anything else a book so it's like how can you as a doctor for those of you listening how can you make it ultra easy for someone like nemanja or any other hiring manager to actually read the important bits of your cv the bits that they they should not be missing because sometimes everything is there but it's just not easy to see What's the important part, as as with any job mm-hmm. in 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 tech industry, like just read the job ad really carefully and figure out what that company really needs. The the recruitment is done by people from the HR, so the first contact you will have in in most companies is with people at, in HR. These people cannot know everything about every area in the industry. So they need to focus on what they advertised and whether or not the person responded to that. So if they have a fit, then they move move forward. And then you have first, second, third step of, of hiring. So this is the, the, the first time. So the, the first thing. So so it, it's not important your, you know, achievements and accolades and everything that you, you did in medicine. Of course, it's a big plus and that's a part of your value. But mm-hmm. when you're applying for a job, just first, you know, uh, 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 in, in detail reply to the, 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 to the requirements in the job ad. Great. And so one of the things that we're talking explicitly more about is about mindset. 
um, when it comes to actually working in a med tech startup environment. Um, again, feedback that we, we, we get, um, particularly from doctors in industry or hiring managers, is that, I mean, you talked earlier, Nemanja, about doctors being subject matter experts at times, which is great. But what they really feel is missing when doctors join the private sector or a startup environment is the bigger picture. <laughs> Yeah. Big, how how does your role fit into the bigger picture, into the vision, the, the mission of the company, the values and the commercial elements of the company, which obviously as clinicians, we're not necessarily exposed to in any great deal. And also recognizing that as a doctor in the company, you are no longer like top dog. Um, you're working uh, in usually quite flat structures rather than the hierarchical structures you might see in healthcare. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on well, how doctors can really uh, prepare their mindset for that kind of environment? First, leave your ego uh, outside, <laughs> especially if you're yeah. from the surgery part of, of medicine. So if you're a surgeon, you're accustomed to uh, one way of working, of uh, one way of people communicating with you and stuff like that. So that all changes when you go into a company. So it, it, it differs. You have small startups, you have like corporations, you have like different different types of companies. But the general, general mindset is different than in medicine. Uh, you have, it's, the hierarchy is either flat or if it's a, 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 a proper hierarchy, then you will have some, some people uh, above you hierarchically that you need to communicate and to know how to communicate it and know how the business is run. So you you never you can never be uh, how to say hired just for your subject matter expertise. That's in in most cases that's not enough for a full time working you know job like eight hours a day. So you need to have some additional. Uh, uh, skills, uh, either in scientific field or in business development field or in sales fielders. So mm, you need to be open to new ways of working. Fortunately for us in medicine, we know how to learn stuff. Uh, we know how to learn a large volume of, of different stuff. So it's not a problem when when you need to learn something. You just need to know what to learn first, what to learn later. But it's very different from a hospital. Uh, everything has its uh, pros and cons and good sides and bad sides. But overall, the climate and and, and the environment is much more positive and better in, than in most hospitals, partly due to the work itself, because it's not as as stressful, there are no sick people, it's not like... Uh, and partly because the type of people is a bit different. So you have a different environment and which is, in general, more more positively focused than, than, than for example, in the mm. ER or somewhere. Great, yeah. I mean, I, I think what we see, obviously, a lot of different med tech companies are different. Yeah. Um, but it is about that flexibility, openness and understanding of like the the commercial aspects as yes. well as the cultural aspects. 
Um, And as you said earlier, like doing your homework is an important part of that process so that you can get through that recruitment process and um, relatively gently transition into that environment if you're lucky enough to get the job. Yeah, Um, but you you also can apply for part-time jobs, for consulting jobs, or start mm. like pro bono work just to get mm-hmm. into into this industry because you know i'm i'm in this industry for almost 10 years so it's mm-hmm. a process that that you you need to i i, I even wanted at one point i wanted to to make a like a course or a lecture for our colleagues who are entering into uh, this industry just you know to sum up everything that i learned over the course of like these years and and you know you can, you know, squash it into like one year, maybe, you know, because uh, 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 if, if there is someone who can tell you and who can mentor you, it, it can cut, cut time down. So, but, but nevertheless, uh, it takes a lot of work and a lot of investment. I mean, time investment. So you first need to figure out what you want to do and what type of of, of this work in, in, in digital health you need you, you want to do and then because for example I know quite a few doctors that that uh, transitioned to full time programming work and are are still software engineers they didn't go into consulting or to you know some 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 high level digital health work they're doing job as software engineers and they're happy it, it's most of the time, it's very uh, a, a calm environment. It's it's not stressful. It's stressful at times. I must I must admit when you have some tight deadlines and you know nasty clients. But you know you just compare that to stressful situation at the hospital. So you get a perspective. It's not you know it's manageable <laughs> at least for us. But most of the time, it's one 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 quiet you know quiet work. So it it suits some people. Great. And any final thoughts or take-home points you'd like to share with our audience of doctors who are committed to getting into uh, medtech? Because actually one of the things I wanted to mention, and this is another kind of underestimated or overlooked entry point, is is the consulting route. Um, because everyone's out there just to get a job because that's all we know, right? Yeah. Just wait for a job and just get a job and that'll be it. But re- realistically, the in many ways, the easier entry point, as you've listed, is through the consulting route, which could be anything from you mentioned the pro bono work, getting involved in a uh, getting involved in a project, yeah. doing a course, teaching a course, even a, a lecture, even a talk, even you know, even a call. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so it can look like so many different things, yeah. and but at the end of the day, it's about developing relationships over time time being a very key part of that recipe to to then transition and build your career in another industry i i fully agree so so there are a lot uh, quite a few entry points into into uh this industry you just have to make a clear plan and not to cut your ties ties with medicine uh fully so stay in your position maybe start with a part-time job or something like that see how do you play in this industry and and how do you feel about it so because healthcare industry and digital health is uh, 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 along with automotive industry one of the most regulated most heavily regulated industries in the world so 
it's a lot of compliance stuff, a lot of regulations. Uh, it's it's very convoluted. The, the, the pathways in the healthcare industry, you know, different stakeholders and stuff like that. So you need to have an understanding of of, of that. So there there are quite a, 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 a lot of entry points, but you just need to have a plan and to to invest some time in it before you venture into that. But it's doable. Great. Great. Of course it's doable. You're doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying. <laughs> and that's why we're here. But anyway, thank you so much, Nemanja, for your time. Thank you for and having And we're looking me. forward to having you feature in our Doctors in MedTech roundtable, which is coming up in the next few weeks. Um, if people want to get hold of you, what's the best way of doing that? Uh, the most, the, the, the simplest way is, is via LinkedIn. Just, just LinkedIn. It's, it's an awesome platform. So, awesome. Thanks a lot, Nemanja. Okay, thank you for having me.